to Blurred Vision, Episode 1. Hey guys, welcome to Blurred Vision. I'm your host, Jordan, along with my cohorts, Asia and Javon. Three pieces of our triforce of <laughs> podcasting. I like that. I'm like that. Call it. Call it. I'm the hero of time. Man, that's bullshit. <laughs> I was gonna say your power gets you love because you're the girl. Really? Yeah. I want power. <laughs> hey, I'll take power. I like being a huge ass. What? What is he? A fucking warthog? This is our official episode one, guys. <laughs> I know it's been like, what, three weeks later? Like, I wasn't going to explain that we actually took like a three-week hiatus, but I feel like we owe our, oddly enough, like 160 listeners. Yeah, I mean, while you guys are freezing, I was in Baja, Mexico, surf village, kiteboarding, all that nice stuff. I was putting major slices of jelly on my toast. <laughs> <laughs> she really tried to make our lives sound cool while he was gone, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's actually, obvious now. It's actually, uh, to be quite honest, that sounded a lot cooler than what I was doing. <laughs> it's smooth as hell putting some jelly on some toast. <laughs> oh my god, that's so, that's that's code word for jealousy. I was jealous. Oh, was jealous. oh <laughs> jelly! Oh shit! Oh, wow, jelly, we're stupid. Oh yeah, we're pretty damn stupid. Oh my god, <laughs> that was a little too deep for me. <laughs> that was actually really excellent. That's amazing. Applaud her. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good. Oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been three weeks, but, you know, we did the Star Wars Force Awakens, kind of gave our, you know, first impressions after the movie, and, you know, we made a promise that we kind of revisit it and talk about it in a more structured way. So I think what we're going to do today is we're going to not so much review the movie again, but kind of do some corrections that we uh, kind of got wrong the first time around, because, like a lot of people, we didn't know what the, you know, what a lot of things that had in the movie were, because it was edited so tightly, that it was like, why did this guy do that? Why did he do that? Who's this? Who's, who's Snoke? Who's Ray? Why? Shit, who's that stormtrooper who went so hard? TRAR, see? <laughs> see, with time, with time, the Shroud of the Sith has been unveiled. Now we got some answers. <laughs> I read the, uh, I read. I listened to novelization. Novelization. <laughs> yeah, I don't read, guys. I'm, I'm like, illiterate. I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to. Long car drives. Yeah. But, uh, like, through the novelization, they actually have a lot of un- like, edited scenes that were, like, taken out of the movie. 
that really like fleshed out a bunch of stuff. So like I'm just kind of like hit bullet points of like some things that were explained that we didn't really know about you know three weeks ago, and also kind of toss out some theories that I think are really fucking cool that could like lead to like possible like story elements in episodes eight and nine. We're gonna do that, but um, what about Rogue One? Not so much Rogue One. I know you were talking about Diane. <laughs> I, I do. I do. That's the only reason why I mentioned it. Yeah, Javon's our resident kung fu master here. Like, kung fu master lover. Yeah, I was going to say that. He's like, I don't know karate, but I love admiring karate master. <laughs> but, Everybody um, go see uh, It Man 3. Yes. Oh, we're going to see It Man I 3. Oh, okay. And we should review It Man I 3. Oh, hell yeah. Out. Come on, man. Yeah. Wing Chung versus Mike Tyson? Oh, God, yes. That oh, fucking Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I think what we're gonna kind of do for most weeks, we're gonna have like a the formatting breakdown of like we're gonna come in with like geek news and like trailer reviews or like you know just many things to talk about like that you know, won't take up an entire podcast. Um, then we'll I mean do, anything good, yeah, anything that we're like, just yeah, watching, pretty like, much. If you anything like, relevant too. If you watch something cool, if something relevant happened, you know, we'll talk about that. You guys can actually send us stuff too and let us know, you know, what you guys would like for us to review. That'd be pretty awesome too. Yeah, I was gonna say we barely have a podcast right now, guys. Like we're li- what you're listening to right now are the building blocks of like us putting together the pyramid of this podcast. <laughs> so like your like input honestly will change it moving forward. Like, I agree. Yeah, we we got nothing. Give us your ideas, please. <laughs> help us help you. Help. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so we'll go from like the, you know, whatever the intro topics are to um, like if we could get iTunes reviews and stuff like that, we'll kind of like um, read those to kind of show our fan appreciation. Like if, you know, our fans are like, you know, whether good or bad, it doesn't have to be a good review. It could be something with constructive criticism. We'll read that because, you know, we want to show you guys that we appreciate you as listeners. And then from there, we'll talk about whatever, you know, main topic of the week is. And then maybe we'll end with fan q and A. I mean, we got to treat you guys well because we don't have many. No. We have 150. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's like Love the first you. 150, yeah. Love you. Whoever you are, you faceless masses. <laughs> I'm going to stalk you guys and thank you personally. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> but she's hot, so like that, it's kind of hot, actually. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, for men, anyway. I mean, I would totally be fine with a hot girl like stalking me and <laughs> trying to give me thanks. <laughs> How you trying to thank me? <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, no. my girlfriend, I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not saying any of that. Courtney, Courtney would probably kill me. Oh, my God. Uh, so let's just go into, you know, what's been the news of this week? This week, uh, the Batman v Superman TV spots dropped. Ooh. Yeah. Javon's, uh, Javon's a resident of a lot of things. He's also a resident DC OG fan. Yeah, I mean, I I love Marvel. Have much appreciation for it. Much appreciation for it. It's probably the more creative aspect, or the creative side out of the two, out of Marvel and DC. But what got me into my profession is a, my very first Superman comic book. Being a graphic designer, illustrator, yeah, was opening up my first Superman comic book. So I gotta, you know, I gotta put, show love to that. Show a lot of love. But I do love Marvel. So there's no fan war here. I appreciate both sides. Going to see both movies. Yeah, no fanboys. We <laughs> hate and love both. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a love-hate relationship. Like, I hate half shit. Word, because one thing I hate about the Justice League, everybody's got to have super strength and flight abilities. I think that's really stupid. Yeah. But, like, I remember back when I was, like, only into manga and anime, you were like, 
even back then championing like Superman. Yo, for and, real, and man. I, I had to express to you guys, and I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash, but I had to explain to people that Goku cannot fucking touch Superman. Word. We were the incarnation of that argument and before the internet. The and you guys flood. just kept looking at me like I was a moron. I'm, I'm sorry I ever doubted you, Javon, because honest to God, I was that guy going, <laughs> Goku could totally be Superman. He's got Super Saiyan 2, hey, Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> What's the difference? His hair's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, but can you imagine being that only guy in the in, in the lunch table with eight people just ganging up on you saying no? Yeah, I really like hate myself like retroactively. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can go back in time and slap myself. <laughs> oh my god. He would like, like come on man, Superman sneeze a galaxy away. Like, come on. <laughs> he did. I think he attached what a chain link of seven yeah. other planets. He pulled yep. the solar a system. Couple, a solar system? Yeah, he pulled a solar system. No, he pulled a solar system when he was super boy. Yeah, Not chilling, even a full grown man. He said he said you wasn't <laughs> he with me. No, he didn't have puberty yet. You <laughs> wasn't man. with him in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't with Word, him. Word All Star, he did bench press like a kajillion quintillion tons with one hand. I didn't even know that was a real number. It probably it, isn't, it but is. Superman had to make one <laughs> to bench press it. <laughs> oh Created God. one. <laughs> but then you still got, you know, respectfully, you still got those hardcore fans who'd be like, nah. And you know what? Much love to you, man, because I, I was still fighting that long war back in the day in high school, so I know how you feel. I mean, but now you winning, because now we got, you know, the revolution of nerds happening, so we got videos of Superman and Goku fighting, or Superman lobotomizing him, like, twice. <laughs> <laughs> and having to have Mr. Popo, or no, uh, King Kai explain to him why he can never beat Superman. Yeah. You know what made that worse, though? The fact that when he was lobotomized, nothing really changed. His attitude, his behavior. Like, he was dead. <laughs> no. He went to heaven. <laughs> King Kai spoke to him. It still was the same. His mentality never changed. He didn't realize, like, yo, I just he got my brain fried. Oh, you mean like died. He, death? he was he like, I'm gonna go back. What's he he to? But King Kai had to sit down and go, look, man, impossible. He, 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 no, no, no. Literally. He was literally the black sidekick to everybody's white superhero. The voice of reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. bro, it ain't happening. Stop. Train more. Him, God, you. Man with funny hair. <laughs> Can't touch him. But that being said, TV spots, I mean, like, you're winning now because Superman, he's a jerk. I mean, to put it frankly, he, Frank Millery, he's a complete asshole in the new but, trailers. But you know what? Let's not really get on the Superman aspect because, you know, I, I, I can be very uh, emotional and invested in Superman speech being the fan that I am, so... Let's uh, veer away from that topic. No, we're going right toward that topic. I'm, I'm taking the steering wheel <laughs> and I'm hitting the gas and we're driving directly toward that. TV spot number one. It's an extended version of... Of that know, conversation. Yeah, the conversation you kind of see in the trailers a little bit. Yeah. And then they give you like an additional little bonus scene where they actually show you like Superman's... I like the editing. Lines. I really like the editing because I, I really thought that line was from when the two of them squared off and Batman and was fight. in his armor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when he asked him, do you bleed? If anything, so. like, you know we thought it was going to like these things reveal too much. Like, now that I see how much he edited it, they might have completely just switched everything up where you yeah. think things are, like, one way, but they're not. It makes me it makes me uh, want to review the trailer a little bit more when we thought that they showed too much. I mean, they still showed too much, quite honestly. I mean, but who knows? I heard Zack Snyder said that, like, um, the Doomsday wasn't even, like, going to be the big wow. Well, movie. yeah, everybody kind of got that feeling when they saw the, uh, the Boom Tube dream and you saw the... Uh, Oh, the uh, teaser where he's in the desert and yeah. Superman's like at the uh, army. Man, I always forget what those things are called. Parademons. Parademons. There we go. Yeah. yeah. But um, they actually, it, it they originally theorized that to be Wonder Woman's prophecy 
like, um, and that's why she got involved in the situation. Yes. it makes but sense. It was yeah, confirmed to be Batman's Batman. Which I don't like because that means like they're not parademons. Like, you don't think so? Then how? Why would he know parademons? You think they've been parademons on this earth before that? I just think that they are just alluding to parademons. Yeah, it would have made more sense in my opinion if it was Wonder Woman because you know the I whole like goddessy arc. They yeah. can see into the future or past or present. Uh, that the mysticism from the mascara. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. I like that being more of like a prediction of the future and rather her than getting him involved, just being afraid of like what could possibly happen. You know what I mean? Because if it's just Batman, he's not having a prophecy. I mean, quite he's honestly, having a bad dream. He's like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Evil. well, here's the thing, though. You could have a bad dream, and you know, which could manifest reality. It's kind of actually no, that doesn't make any damn sense. You you've never seen a parademon before. How can you see it? Unless they tie it to Wonder Woman, it has to be tied. For me, it needs to be tied to Wonder Woman. So like it actually is has some kind of mystical prophecy element to it. Or or no, still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna try to. No, you're trying. No, it's <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> don't don't get it. I'm sorry. But back to the uh, the TV spot, like. So we actually see the scene where Superman straight up tells Batman, put it away. Like, I don't know what happens before this, but Batman... Sunned him. He suns him. He straight I, out tells I, him. I like that. You know why? Because... <laughs> yo, so much right, For you Batman fans out here, please don't don't bash me. I love me some Batman, all right? That guy fucking kicking trees down and saying he isn't ready. Like, come on now. Batman year one? <laughs> like, Batman year Batman in general is just amazing. But at the same time, the conversations between Batman and Superman is always Batman schooling the shit out of Superman about something. So yeah. what small wins I get in terms of conversation, let me have that. Your boy got schooled. But usually <laughs> Batman gets like the upper hand in the lit department because he can't get the upper hand in the lit department. department. <laughs> like, I mean, well, he has no respect for him at this point. Of yeah, course, yeah, they yeah. have no established friendship. And, you know, yeah. he's a god at this point. He's He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't word, see him as anything but... Still have a guy wearing black. I just like that two hours later, he's tell, like, he tells him, Don't ever do it again. Yeah. And then he literally pulls the tarp off the basketball himself. It's and like, like, He put him in timeout. He tell me forever. No. He put him in timeout forever. And it's so, it's kind of rude because it's like, Okay, you kind of know this guy is giving his own. And yeah, granted, it's vigilante justice, but he's still doing something in his town that obviously it needs. I mean, Gotham is a piece of shit at this point. And then he's going to just tell him, Hey, you know, that light in the sky, fuck it. Don't it even, don't even bother. Don't this? even bother. Cut the light off, huh? It's a painted interesting picture because, like, who's I, the bad guy? Going into this, I thought Superman was gonna be like more of the everyone's like, oh my god, distrusting this alien. He's going to court and all this other stuff. For I think Superman's gonna steal. be the. Uh, but like, it, the way he talked to Batman, it made it seem like he was intervening for some reason to be like, yo, like you can't do what you do anymore. You know what? Same thing with Clark Kent's conversation. Well, I, think, I think. I uh, think. I think it's gonna be a. Uh, yeah, I think. I think Bruce is gonna <laughs> yeah. see it as hypocritical yeah how superman deals with things but at the same time superman is like well you kind of operate outside of the law but see he operates outside of a grid but he operates outside of a grid like the thing but But at the same time do you think nobody even sent superman it's literally like him just how they show the scenes of him like um saving the missile silo yeah exactly saving people Mm -hmm. you think batman is just another one of the things it's like yo this guy's hurting people like he talked about um in the scene with him and Bruce, he told Bruce, like, you know, Batman's hurting people. He's doing bad shit. Yeah, I think that's yeah, what that's it's about. but that's all rumors. He doesn't really... Know. No, they have... What do you mean rumors? No, they, they sh- have bat brands on people, yeah. like, in the in Gotham. 
They, oh, they, yeah, they show this Batman brands people. Hold up. Okay. This is like this is this hold is uh, Frank Miller Batman. Batman you know, he's is breaking shit. Frank hold Miller. on, hold yeah, on, hold on. Nobody and Frank yeah, Miller. but he was hold breaking on. bones. Because this is news yeah. for me. He, Batman I mean, is you know branding it? people. Oh, you didn't see that you didn't trailer? See that trailer? No. Is no. I didn't bat see symbol branding in his chest. He literally like brands. I would have freaked out. Yeah. Damn, that's justice. That's just justice. That's justice right there. That's like I just felt Frank Miller. Like I felt. Like, so, I, like, so I think that's what that's where the uh, you know the conflict starts was that you know I think Clark feels that Batman operates outside of the law, that make but then Bruce also feels like well you operate outside of the law because nobody can hold you up to the law. Period. True. Considering you know yeah. you're a god, you brought the war yeah. here, demolished everything. That's why he brought the war to us. He brought the war to us. He made us. He put us on the map. But I feel like Batman's more the aggressor in the movie. That's what it seems like. That's that's what I get. Well, he literally calls him out. With yeah. the back signal. He Batman's, calls him out. Batman's like DMX. And, and especially with that scene beforehand, he literally calls him out like, you know what this means. <laughs> you told me no. I said yes. What you gonna do? He whispered it like, yeah. Yeah. I but, love uh, it though. So, but in the second TV spot, you know, it's the whole thing with um, Lex Luthor and, yeah. and, and uh, I like Affleck's Batman voice, and, by the way. I really like it. Because it's so easy. It doesn't hurt your throat. It's like, yeah. Like, it just sounds like I like, like when a, he calls uh, Clark son. Yeah, son. <laughs> don't, what do you say? Uh, don't believe everything you read, son. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He threw his son real yeah. slick at the very end. It kind of gave that look like, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I mean, he's he <laughs> you, know, you know what's a question? Yeah. Uh... So I'm pretty sure Bruce has found out that Clark is Batman. I mean, oh, excuse me, Clark is Superman. I mean, he is the world's greatest detective, yeah. right? You think by that point? Or by, just... by that I point, from so, that yeah. conversation when they met at the gala or whatever. Like, no ball. one I raped each other like that. Lois, yeah. no Lois, Lois knows. But yeah. I also want to know, since this is his first, uh, this is his first, uh, you know, encounter with Superman officially, does he have the lead cowl yet? Because he would have to know all of Superman's attributes and powers, no, right? he probably doesn't know. So I wonder if Clark has already used X-ray vision to he see. He does. You think so? That's how it happens in the world's finest, the cartoon. I yeah. think in the first interaction, isn't that normally how it happens? Like in anything? Like it's normally the first time they meet. Anything? It's like but, they but look at the each animated other. animated series, the yeah. world's finest cartoon movie, okay. which is really good. I, I recommend anybody actually watch that because it, it, yeah. it's actually a really good tip with like four. They, they literally look at each other in like it. two seconds. It's like. No, Batman like goes to investigate some, or is it? No, Batman's doing something in, in Metropolis. Superman shows up. Superman immediately like x-rays him and is like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. Like, get out of here. And then you know, Bruce Wayne's like, oh, you cheated. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> you cheated. Oh, you cheated. You can't just do that. That's unfair. Uh, yes, I can. Yeah. I'm Jesus. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm God. <laughs> I am. Uh, so then he goes back to you know his apartment or whatever at the end of the night. And then as he's taking off his, like, his, uh, his outfit or whatever, he finds a bat tracer. And then he looks out the window and like, I don't know, like 20 city blocks away, Batman is like sitting there with like binoculars looking at him like and just like waving like, hey, yeah, I know it's you now. <laughs> so Clark, and he's like, that mother. So that's, that's be a really cool way for them to do it in the movie, but they probably won't. I really hope that they uh, eventually uh, birth that dynamic. I love the, the the Bruce Clark dynamic. The friendship? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I really do. That's really what made Dark Knight awesome, like when they fought. Yeah. Because like it had all that like kind of like, you know, motivating it, but that, uh, not that so history. much in the movie. Yeah, it just looks like two egotistical grown men with dicks measuring. <laughs> Who's bad? I'm bad. <laughs> I just like how Superman gives no fucks. Yeah. Like, he's not the, the Superman that, you know, 
He's not he's, shoes. He's not the the Clark I grew up with, the Boy Scout. But I guess I'm hoping we'll see. Uh, you know, Zack Snyder's take eventually he'll evolve to that. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it's just like with his with Martha. <laughs> Even though I thought he's going darker. It seems like it but, seems but, like but it. Let, let's let's be real. It Martha's right. As of right now, how the human race sold him out, he doesn't owe them that shit. That was like a wrestling promo. Like, they both looked at each other and just gave each other, like, the quick, like, quick words, quick words. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no. see you in Raw in March. See you at SummerSlam. Like, why? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but so, all right, so moving on, though. Uh, we got DC Week next week. So, you guys know what that entails? DC Week? Not at all. Not at all? <laughs> Not a clue. Well, next week, week, all of our favorite shows are coming back. Flash. Oh, yeah. Uh, DC Arrow. Week. Yeah. Actually, Arrow's not my favorite show. <laughs> yeah, it kind of fell off. kind of died too. since Raj Al Ghul. But that means... Uh, Actually, it died before you. Raj Al Ghul because that whole season you, was Raj Al Ghul. Stupid. <laughs> He's just, he's, he's just like just in case he ever listens to this. Just in case. <laughs> I, doubt I need it. people to know that I love you, Amel. He's a beautiful man. I love you. Doesn't change the fact that that last season with Raja Ghul was it, ass. It did. It did taper, kind of. Taper. It fell off. <laughs> <laughs> it, it tapered. It's like Flash pushed it off a cliff, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, there. again, Stephen Amel, gorgeous man, but season sucked. But on Thursday, so like new Flash on Tuesday, new Arrow next Wednesday, nineteenth, uh, twentieth, and on the twenty-first, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, actually, oh shit! Yeah, right, cool. yeah. starting up. Legends. So, is my boy coming back for real now? Uh, John Constantine. Savage. Oh, Constantine. Well, yeah, Savage is the. He actually is rumored to appear in season two. Season two, which is tomorrow. Man, yeah. somebody fucking sign that man show, please. please. Give that man a show, <laughs> please. Who cares yeah, about Who show. cares about Teen Titans? Bring back Constantine. <laughs> it's so much more to do with that. Come on, man! It's so much. It's such a huge dynamic from mysticism, demons, and magic, as opposed to Teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see Batman Junior and Superman Junior and Wonder Woman Junior and Cyborg and Beast Boy. They just put it on the wrong network. That's all. They should have put it on CW or something like to begin with. But now I'm hearing the CW is going to pick that up. They should freaking pick up John Constantine. Yeah. Oh, Titans. Yeah. Yeah. They actually might pick up. Come on. I mean, it's rumored, but I mean, uh, if it's rumored, I was Batman on Batman and Kreisberg, like the one of the producers on the show. Yeah. One of his favorite comic books was Teen Titans. God damn it. So, and he's a huge comic book fan, and he's the reason why Flash is so great. So, he's definitely going to go for it. And Supergirl, which you need to watch. No, I'm not watching that shit. Oh, I hate you so much. We've been trying to Again, get this man to watch the Supergirl show. I, I, mean, I love me every, I love everything to do with the House of L, all right? Supergirl, uh, Con, Connell, Kara, all of that. But uh, Smallville killed all Superman, Supergirl, You're Superboy You're the one shows. that rode Smallville's like fucking train to Listen the to me. dead end it went it to. Had, I had to, okay? Ass. I had to, all right? When you watch that many seasons, you have to finish. I only oh wanted to... <laughs> I needed to see the suit, okay? I watched eight to nine seasons just to see the suit, Jordan, and they wouldn't give it to me. I will never be scarred again like that in my life. I refuse. Don't blame, don't hate the new love for the old love that scorns you, okay? Supergirl is I'm new. Good. It's pilot, made by the people who made Flash. Pilot was I'm, shit. I'm not going to lie. The okay. pilot was not as strong as how the show gets. The show gets way stronger than the pilot. Nah. 
when I'm I good. first heard about Supergirl, I, I, I really didn't think it Asia, was going to be much of anything. you betrayed me. Because you, I, I you held the same I opinion like, as I did. I was like, Supergirl. Like, I'm like, it's, it, this is not going to be good. I, re- I really didn't. I, okay, currently, I like it. I think it's okay. I, I like the spirit. I like where, where it's going. It's not as... Uh, how can you explain it? Like Barbie, as I, I thought it'd be. I, I thought it'd be she way more looks like Barbie as hell. I mean, she does no, but see, that's the thing. That's she, only the surface see, that's, veneer. It is. Of the it show. is a surface it veneer. No, it's actually true because she, she is kind of bocky. First of all, not uh, only is she angry, like you can see it. She makes a good, mean, you know, angered eye beam face. She, she's very strong. Like her, her, she's very strong. She looks like okay. I can see her punching somebody. Like when she just stands there, she looks very. It's like, got good action. Superwoman-y. Yeah. I mean, I know you, I showed you the Martian Manhunter. And Supergirl She's, flying uh, clip and you say they look like puppets, but you got it's TV budget. I really cool didn't think um really cool the Ally McBeal character because I used to like I liked her on you know uh, well I barely watched the show my mom watched it but you know the Ally McBeal yeah. TV show the lady like she's actually kind of okay like I like her as like a you know devilish Prada bitchy you know she just looks lady like a Barbie charge. doll. She just looks like a I, I like I swear to God her character just looks like it's she's gonna break into song. She does though. I mean, but, she does, from but that's what makes. That's it. why I can't do yeah. it. So is all these Glee uh, characters, by the way. Yeah, all these Glee characters. You guys, I mean, Flax is like a Ken doll. You see that man's neck? Long yeah. neck in Hollywood. His neck He's is a giraffe, amazing. man. But like, but we still love you. You're awesome, Grant. Grant Gus, if you hear this, oh my god, I love you. <laughs> oh man, you're awesome, dude. Keep kicking it. Can't do it. Oh, man. but actually, speaking of Kevin, I'm speaking of Kevin Smith a little bit ago. But speaking of Kevin Smith, um. Also in DC Week on Tuesday, they're doing a special Suicide Squad trailer debut, as yeah. well as they're gonna do a Wonder Woman like um, promo and probably just kind of teaser those. or something. I think we should oh, oh, we're definitely gonna talk yeah, about that next we're, week. We're I, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not super hyped for Suicide Squad, but I'm very excited for it. Jared Leto, man. because I love Jared Leto. Yeah, I think that Joker. I, I've watched a lot and of I'm his movies, and I'm still punching myself in the face for not actually realizing that the that monkey was him man, Rafiki. <laughs> the monkey man, but was uh, Jared. Jared Leto, man, you are talented as hell. So, and uh, screw all those jo- Joker fans. Like, oh my god, he's gonna be he's gonna be a terrible Joker. Shut the fuck up. He was glowing. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> that little bit of triangular piece of skin that I seen between his jacket and the mask was glowing. <laughs> I believe she's over here still reminiscing about the New York Comic Con thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I had a whole that. conversation, and you're over here like he's going, <laughs> Ruffy, yeah. his eyes. I could see his eyes. I seen those green, those green bright eyes. They were amazing. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, those. But, but I just, have, I just, it's think funny it's because uh, I just think it's really dope. Those, those very same Joker fans who don't like to see Joker look like this are the very same Joker fans I see at Comic Con cosplaying as a completely different looking Joker. Oh, from like some from punk booger. rock, yeah. grunge, and all that other stuff. I'm like, you're the one who's bashing him because he's got a couple of tattoos, but yet you look nothing like I've seen in the comics. It's all hypocrite, take, man. Yeah, hypocrite. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. All about <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, so let's move on to like iTunes reviews, which we, we have none because iTunes. Re- oh no. yeah, <laughs> like no. you know, if we had like some kind of. I didn't reviews. even know we were on iTunes. We are. No, no, oh. we're not. Not yet. Wow. So why'd you say iTunes reviews? Well, you know, eventually we're going to be on iTunes. So You've this been is the section we're going to have iTunes reviews. People, we're letting you know yeah, these uh, are the building blocks. La- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> she's like, just my nose. Ladies and gentlemen, this blocks. has been, he's been saying we're going to be on iTunes since episode zero. So I'm just throwing it out there. Mind you, he's had three weeks. I've been gone for a week it's in Mexico. A good and he's still, though. It's a actually, good two weeks. I've been gone for 12 days. 
this dude's been on vacation, having a good time. And he's coming back here to tell me what I should have been doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's over here drinking tequila like on the beach. Like I said, every picture, he's tequila, tequila, what's what? tequila all day, every day. I've never drank so much tequila oh, in my life. So much. <laughs> all that jelly. I mean, but that being said, we did get a review. I mean, it's not an iTunes review, but um, uh, DJ, or Mr. Lin, the DJ, uh, he's a prolific DJ in the New York area. So he's he, actually, he was on one of my favorite does he, podcasts. Does he hate us? Show. Does he hate us? No, he didn't, no, he didn't oh, hate us. Awesome. It was a good review. He actually just texted me and he said, uh, I got it right here, enjoyed your podcast, good on air team. So I mean, awesome. I mean, he doesn't know this, but like that touched my soul. Like awesome. <laughs> that was really so, nice. Yeah, it was, oh. I mean so much. I mean, I'm pretty sure in our in our future reviews, people are gonna bash me and love you guys because I, I tend to be like the yeah, asshole. Man. No, you're the lovable. I sound asshole. like Kermit the Frog. People can come down hard on me. Yeah, but the blur version, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's holy awesome. shit! I, I was gonna. That laugh was lovely. So hard. <laughs> that was microphone lovely. just now. That was lovely. That, was that lovely. might be the intro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that, was that, that was lovely. <laughs> I give that a nine point eight. Yeah, I give it a solid ten. Did yeah. you just review my <laughs> my current voice? That it's, it's what a solid ten. But yeah, again, we're gonna read like read positive reviews, uh, even negative reviews, as long as they're constructive. Because you know, we definitely want your opinion, and your opinion and input will shape the show as it moves forward. But if you're just busting my balls, just to bust my balls, I'm not going to read it. Yeah, don't do that. Like, he won't read it, but I will. Actually, I will read it. <laughs> like, I'm sensitive, so. <laughs> like, he won't care, but I will, so don't do it, that. It'll be like, it'll be somewhat, uh, somewhat, uh, you know, in relation to celebrity mean tweets, and I'll just be like, you know what? Fuck you, too. <laughs> no, I'm totally not like that. Sometimes. He's lying. <laughs> On Wednesdays. <laughs> he dedicates a day for his asshole. All right. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get right back into Star Wars The Force Awakens. And like Kylo Ren, we will finish the podcast we started, goddammit. Oh, yeah. Actually, talking about relevant matters and the characters themselves, not just geeking out about the movie. No. Oh. I don't geek out about the movie anymore. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Yeah, I'm geeking out all over this right now. You ready for that? Yep. All right, all over your face, neck, and chest. Whoa. <laughs> that wasn't even. Whoa, boring. that wasn't a. <laughs> that was all for. He was looking right at you. Yeah. Said that. At I, you know, I'm, I'm t like, he if you guys could see me. what just <laughs> conspired, I was not looking I was at him. I was staring at the, the wall back. so hard. <laughs> I, I refused to make eye contact as he said those. Either way. <laughs> Straight ahead. There's been an awakening. <laughs> have you felt it? No. <laughs> I didn't know. I have not. Oh, I won't feel it. <laughs> All right, so right off the bat, let's talk about the one person we did not talk about in the last review. Phasma. Captain Phasma. <laughs> the, what's her name? Uh, Gwendolyn, Christ, Gwendolyn Christie? Yeah, is that Gwendolyn Christie. I believe so. She was awesome in Game of Thrones, or still is awesome. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, and you know, the reason we didn't talk about her is because, I mean. She didn't do anything? Quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> going to be blunt about it. <laughs> but, so my question to you guys, though, is can she be redeemed? I mean, she was touted as, like, the next Boba Fett. She literally just got captured. Well, you, you know why I feel like... And, and worse than getting captured, she literally... Was thrown in a chute? No, well, that too. Oh my God, three things. But the main thing is she put down the shields. She's the one that allowed them to destroy the Death Star. She literally is like the weak chain, or the weak link in this chain of the First Order. Like, yeah. you didn't have to disrespect it like that. It could have been anybody in that position. I mean, you know what? I think the reason why she was built up so much, um, quite frankly, is because, you know, they did a lot of promotion. They... I mean, a lot of the TV spots, they like, she had this badass strut down the wall with her gun. That was awesome the only looking. Of her, the yeah. Cape. And then, you know, there was a couple of, it was even a couple of interviews when Gwendolyn Kristen, Christie was talking about her character, which wasn't much to say, but 
I just felt like they built it up so much, and then she didn't do anything. I mean, I feel like she, all she would say is like, "She's strong. She's a strong character." Yeah. Well, I think at the time she was the most. She's the most happening actress at the time. Um, when they did start promoting for you think so? Like Gwendolyn Christie? Yeah, like, no, well, actually, no, no, no. Well, because I can, think I, about it. I can see what Ray she was means pretty because new. Finn was pretty new. Poe, people know him, but I mean, well, well Oscar Isaac is a big. Oscar guy. Isaac, he is has a big, big pull, but I think what Age is trying to say is that um, it, it was coming off at the end of season mm-hmm. Game of Thrones yeah. season, so she was the most was relevant to talk about yeah. in that regard. True. Um, so they're playing off of that as a PR and marketing standpoint. I assume I don't know, but it worked. But in the, I mean, in the book, it's a little more threatening. Like instead of just being like knocked over the head real quick by Chewie, she actually he actually grips her up like by her helmet and like he cracks this like the the frame of her helmet with his hand, basically threatening to crush her head if she didn't help them. Oh shit! So like, I mean, it's you know a little bit more badass in the book. Why she's like, okay, I'll do it. But you know, at the end of the day, why are we not still... using Chewie more to crush people? Seriously, <laughs> if Chewie can crush chrome Disney. armor, it, why it are we not Disney. employing this man to crush more? I mean, he also in the book he rips off the arms of Unkar Plutt, the big fat um, GameStop employee. Oh, wow, the incarnation of GameStop. Good, 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 because yeah, that really is a fucking. Oh my goodness, that really is GameStop in a nutshell. Yeah, but yeah. like, so is she? Like, you think she redeemed? Like, can she? Is there something she can do in the future movies that would actually be like. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I man. don't know. I think she. I mean. But like, I think wait, if they use it like what? Man of Steel style and like literally wait. make that her like her motivation moving forward, like, actually, yo, I failed the team. I got another question. Why people built up Boba Fett, but what did he do? Yeah. Nothing, but people still but see, play that's Boba the, Fett because he died. Like, well, no, when you when, when you first started this, she's like, well, you know, she's supposed to be the next Boba Fett. Maybe she is the next Boba Fett because Boba Fett didn't do anything. You saying that's true to the character? Yeah. <laughs> it is very true to the character. I didn't, so, like, Gwyneth Chris was like, "What's the problem? He is, she is Boba Fett. They're like, badass. That's pretty much what like, it is. They look what, what is badass." It, uh, Please, uh, please forgive me. Django Fett, right? Yeah. His father, he did more than yeah. Boba Fett. But at least Wait, Boba, Boba Fett had Fett. one movie. He didn't. She didn't get that. Like he was cool for that one movie. He died in the second time he was he appeared. I mean, but he really still didn't do anything. Yeah, Django kind no, of. No, but at least kinda... he looked cool. He, what? He had more screen time. Mess up. No, he had less screen time. Then the point. Phasma. Like, yeah. He had less. Oh shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're he right. Barely was yeah, you're right. In the first in, he, uh, Empire Strike Back, he, he, stood, had lines. Yeah. he stood there in some sand, flew and died. Well, he that's, flew no, as he that's died. Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. he did. You took him on the bar when he was just standing there, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. In the bar in in the Cloud City. Mm-hmm. He literally was just like the badass. Like who's that? He's just always in the cut. He's just, yeah. He's I mean, there, but, you know, he's he's one of those characters that looks awesome, but doesn't really live up to his awesomeness fuck up in his movie yeah <laughs> you know that's why people had like the cool idea of him for a while i guess yeah i see your point there i mean i understand as long as she like uses that like if they twist it like man of steel and use that like as a way to move forward mm. then definitely i mean i hope so because I, I like christy so so starting with the first order we actually didn't know coming out of it like what like where they came from and we had like that joke about them just being space nazis <laughs> uh because anything related to Large militaries in black and red are Nazis. Yeah, sorry. And he's kind of chanting with his hands raised. Oh come on, it's 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 iconic Nazis. Yeah, but I think like they rush in the movie at least they rush through like kind of the background story of like what like the first order is and where they came from. Hmm. Um, like we kind of got that one line about like from the ashes of the old empire the first order kind of rose. 
But it's actually kind of interesting because in novelization, like, you know, it takes place 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. In those 30 years, the Empire did actually fall. But in the novelization, they go on to describe that kind of like a real world counterpart of the UN, they're trying to democratize an entire freaking galaxy. And it's taking them that long just to actually establish like one unified government. Mm. So like 30 years in, like there's no like strong central government in the galaxy. So like, you know, kind of like an actual country, like um, towns and like the actual people, like the, the plants on the fringe are like dying. Like there's no food, like, you know, they're poor. I don't know if that explains why, like, Jakku, like, a plant like Jakku is, like, you know, kind of like a scavenger planet. Uh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But the First Order kind of comes out of that because they're kind of, like, not just remnants of the Empire, but they literally are, like, no one's helping these people. Like, if it takes force to do so, if it takes, like, authoritative force to control the galaxy and bring order, we'll do that. So, I actually want to read, like, So, are books. they really the bad guys? Thank you. I was about to ask that question. I'm going to read what Kylo huh. Ren kind of... He's well, mad bad. eloquent. In the, there's a they're scene. bad because of their methods, I think. They're, they're bad because of the methods, but... The dark side than, stands for, like, anger, fear, and... They're attacking rebels. I'm going to blame... They're hey, attacking um, the resistance. So, uh... A, a, they destroyed the Republic. Let me, let me read this quote, and then we'll talk. Look at it, Lieutenant. So much beauty among so much turmoil. In a way, we are but an infinitely smaller reflection of the same conflict. It is the task of the First Order to remove disorder from our own existence so that civilization may be returned to the stability that promotes progress. A stability that existed under the Empire was reduced to anarchy by the Rebellion, was inherited in turn by the so-called Republic, and will be restored by us. Future historians will look upon this as the time when a strong hand brought the rule of law back to civilization. So in his own mind, he feels like, just like Darth Vader, that if it means bringing order to the galaxy, you can be an authoritative force. And it's really, and they even go so far in the book to tell us that um, some of those planets that are poor they actually prefer the rule of an empire. And that's why it's so hard for the central governments to all come together and democratize. Mm. So are they the bad guys? Sounds like the United States. Yeah. See, you make it real. <laughs> you make it real. I mean, basically, the U.S. come in, they like destroy some kind of central government, and it's like, yo, fix that. And you kind of just walk away, and it's like... Oh. Huh. Shit. Must try. Didn't, yeah. Didn't have a plan after, you know, destroying your enemy. <laughs> I mean, they had a plan. Like Leia's just trying her best to try and like bring. You remember in the um, as bad as the prequels were, it's kind of like that. Where like it's just a bunch of senators like just arguing all the time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that badass fight scene too. Wow. So I said the Senate. All you remember is him throwing the Senate chairs at yep. each other. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's terrible. Yep. Oh, yes. I think Darth Maul is actually back too, but he's been animated. alive. In the what? Clone Wars, Are you yeah. serious? they brought him back. Yep. In the Clone Wars, like, I don't even know how he didn't die because I didn't watch the Clone Wars. Yeah. But the Force. They, they ever explained the Force? It's gotta be. Come and on, they bro. put it. He's like, this thing is everything. Of course and, and any any normal human being who gets chopped in half is dead. I mean, I understand lightsabers cauterize legs. the wounds. Yeah, you got like whole robot legs. Whole robot legs. Whole like from like the torso down. down. I understand a lightsaber would cauterize the wound, but you know, any normal human being gets chopped in half is dead. 
So yeah. the force. <laughs> so he's just half a person. Basically. I'd be mad. Can't I mean, make, he is mad. He's dark side, so he's no mad all the time. You can't ever make any Darth babies. Yeah, you'd be no Darth pissed Maul all the time. You're like, I'm just half of this guy. I mean, I'm sorry, but where's know, my dick? It's, it's like, where <laughs> where's is... my Darth dick? Sidious dick. <laughs> my sidious. <laughs> so mad. What if it's tatted? Uh, we were also kind of confused about the whole um, the timeline about Kylo Ren and like how old they were. Yeah, it actually. Han Solo hadn't seen, like when Ben Solo, Kylo Ren takes off his mask in the movie, the novelization actually describes that um, it was the first time he had seen Kylo Ren since he was a child. So Damn. it was the first time he seen his face as a man. Yeah, I wouldn't recognize him then. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't spot that nose like, anywhere. From 16, thir- I'm mad oh, you said nose anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> from 16, like let's say he did what he did at Jedi Academy when he was around like 15 years old. Bro, that is a schnoz, Asia. That is a schnoz. It is. I mean, but you've seen him in um, Grandma's Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so he had a nose then, too. I love this <laughs> guy go. that's Kylo because he is the most emo character. Like, they, they just got the perfect emo Adam like, Driver. actor guy. He's like, funny because he doesn't play. Uh, well, like, you know, never mind. He kind of does in uh, Girls on HBO. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's Lena Dunham. He's, yeah, he's, he's right. annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely like him as a. As the emo lightsaber. But I mean, I just, it's interesting to me that, like, literally, it was like 15 years since he actually had left. So, in that time, how much training did he really get with Luke? I so, mean, how old it. is Ren then? 30? Yeah, he's like she around 30. He was huh. born a little bit after, you know, the Return of the Jedi. So okay. That ages him around 30. Is that attractive, though? He's still emo at 30? Mmm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Maybe he's having a quarter life crisis. He has to be. Maybe that's why he's rushing. Well, you know, some people like you know, they get to a certain age, they freeze. He yeah. got to sixteen, and he's like, froze. I need like, to be evil. All he the still way. listens to Lincoln Park. He's still. Oh. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I love him. We love oh, Kylo, but it's, I mean, he's thirty going through these changes. He's still trying to figure out if he's evil or not at thirty. So, like, it's like, so well, that I think like, ties deeper into the story, which. I'm, we're gonna get to, and we're still going through like our just, yeah. misconceptions. But so speaking of Kylo Ren, is he gonna be the new Deadpool at Comic Con? Yes. Yeah. There is going to be at least 20 million different variations of Kylo Ren at New York Comic Con this year, 2016. Calling it. Yeah. Big yep. ones, small ones, tall ones, skinny ones. <laughs> really awesome ones. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see the variations, though. I, I like when people get creative with with the, the mania. I mean, but I love Kylo Ren. Like, I mean, we're, we're kind of playing with the whole emo thing, but, like, that's what makes his character interesting. The reason people gravitate toward that character is the same reason to make fun of him. Yeah. It's because he's layered. So, in terms of creative Kylo Ren cosplays, how creative can you be with the women? Just more boobs and more ass poking out? I mean, Kylo Ren with cleavage. That's, there you go. Wow. I just gave you the perfect female Kylo Ren cosplay people. Kylo Run with it. Boobies. Kylo boobies. And that's how you get a million likes on Instagram. <laughs> Basically. Not even creativity. I'm just going to flash you. <laughs> flash you that Kylo. <laughs> flash you that Kylo. <laughs> but I mean, so people playing them. The biggest issue we had was Kylo Ren and how easily if we felt like he got defeated at the end of that movie. Right. Oh man! We all walked away like, what the? What what happened to the badass we walked in like looking forward to? What, where'd he go? But there was a reason for that, and like what I thought was really cool in the novelization is they kind of like go into that. Um, but you know, just through the murmurings of the internet, we've also like kind of pieced together different reasons why it makes sense for him to kind of you know take a knee to those two people at the end of that movie. 
Like, number one, he got shot with Chewie's bowcaster, bruh. Like, Asia, bowcaster? Yeah. Like, me and her were talking about it. Like, what? Come on, explain the bowcaster thing. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, okay, the whole bowcaster situation. Apparently, this bowcaster is, like, super strong if it were in... I guess RPG, I mean, R, yeah, RPG, any, you know, MMO game, it, I guess it'd be like the, uh, <laughs> it's the it, it'd be the good, it'd be the boom shot, yeah, it'd it's be the, one the hit kill gun. it'd be the, the, the one hit kill gun, shot, and pretty yo. much, um, it was a scene in the movie where they used it to blow up a group of guys, and all these guys pretty much just, like, flew everywhere, so, you know, the impact from that alone, you can pretty much assume, like, okay, this thing is, like, I mean, it got they, some stopping power, yeah, has some serious stopping power, just for the simple fact of, like five guys and I think a vehicle just like you know it was over for those guys so you know the best friend of this man that's pretty much been with him for I mean how many years has Chu and Han you know Han is you know how partners old however old they are yeah this man is like they, they have a special relationship and you know it's weird but I mean hey we love it and <laughs> they basically thread through the whole movie that Han Solo is just like I like this gun yeah and it's so overpowered <laughs> Yeah, it's really overpowered. So this bowcaster like that literally can blow people away, he shoots Kylo Ren dead center mass right in his stomach, and he takes one knee. Like, I mean, we play this guy, but he was literally holding his internal organs in during that entire last fight, and then punching it, and then back punching in, it. punching it back in. Let me ask you: Do you think that punching was to kind of like stir the dark side? Do you think that was like him just trying to anger himself to stay focused? No, I think it was a. Uh, um I think it was a way to like, uh, I don't know, just like pump your own adrenaline, so to speak, like to keep moving. I've had injuries playing soccer where it's just like, I don't know why, but I've banged it a couple of times just punching it like, all right, you know, go away. yourself to stay warm? Yeah, not even stay warm, just like, okay, I know it's there. I'm going to hit it some more, make it hurt a little more, more so that I get used to it or something. I don't know. It's Quite honestly, I think it's just like a psychological thing, which yeah. I can't even explain. But I, I really do think it's just like to stir adrenaline. Hmm. Yeah. I have an alternate theory. Okay. From the interwebs. <laughs> hit me. What if he was hitting himself? Well, all right, he hits himself twice at the end fight. The first time he hits himself is after he mentions He hit him more than, more than twice. Well, I mean, the two instances where he does... Yeah. Like this several times. Okay, okay, yeah. The first time he does it is after, right after he confronts them and mentions Han Solo's name. Yeah. After he says Han Solo, he basically starts pounding his side. The second time he does it is right after he cuts Finn in the back and like kind of leaves him for dead. There's a theory that he's hitting himself literally to fight against, like to try and not just amp up the dark side, but to kind of like, he's pushing away the light, which is more important. How? What we kind of missed the first time around is Kylo Ren is a product of the light side and the dark. And that's why Snoke specifically, like, kind of glomped onto him for, like, his entire life and seduced him to the dark so side. So hitting your wound forces away the light side? I thought it would be more of a head thing, like, get out of my head, you know. He's hitting hit himself I like, thought he was pain. trying to keep the wound, you know, keep his intestines, on, you know. Probably that too. Probably that as well. Body. Yo. He's literally hitting himself in moments where he's feeling conscience. Speaking. Where he's thinking about his father. He's like, I don't want to think about that. He hurt a guy that at the end of the day oh, he was a good guy. That makes sense because he knows the, the dark side person. is based on anger. So anger, yeah. anger, fear, and I forgot what the other thing is. It's, but anger and fear they do uh, I it was thrive. Pain as well. Anger, fear, and pain maybe. Yeah, anger, fear. I mean, hey, it sounds like it. And I mean, that makes sense because I he's think getting... that's what really drove Anakin over yeah, the suffering. edge is when uh, anger and fear. Uh, Padme died. Yeah. Oh, when she died. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was driven over. He, he was just—he just, he just lost it. 
how terrible his acting was. <laughs> God awful. I still blame George Lucas for that acting. I don't blame. Can you really? Was he the one who cast them? George Lucas? Yeah. Not sure. I just think I'm it was... Guess, so. I think Whoever was, cast Hayden Christensen as the lead role... Uh, lead but he's road. a great actor, Lead role? Though, no, think. he's not. Mm. What have you seen him in since? Hayden Christensen? Jumper. <laughs> oh, how long ago was Jumper? It was yeah. right after. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he was in it. It was right after. I like that movie. <laughs> <I like> that <laughs> movie. <laughs> she just likes him because he's oh pretty cute. Oh, my God. Cute. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> After he was, he was still on fire. Yeah, when he was riding the coattails of his uh, Star Wars popularity. Yeah. I think Big it was one. the movie though. Like it was a lot of that was built over. Like I said, a lot of the acting and stuff. I said this in the last one. A lot of it was built on like just what these movies are. You know, in general, like that's, Yoda was better yeah. at acting, and he's animated. <laughs> Impressed, I am not. Yeah. But, you know, Kylo Ren hitting himself, all that crap. I mean, he's also fighting. And when he fought Rey, we got to give him some credit. Because what I didn't realize the first time around that movie, Rey actually, like, they also thread that she can throw hands. That she's way better well, at fighting than even Finn. Well, we knew that. Yeah, I could From tell how she, she was throw hands. throwing hands in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And, stuff. and then how she was just she whipping them. She beat Finn ass when she first yeah, met him. She, <laughs> even then, like, if you watch the fight, she's running most of the fight. It's literally only that last moment where she kind of just goes. Oh, Look, Ray. Oh. Ray started from the bottom and now she's here. Ray is the only here. one that pretty much. I mean, like if you think about it, she wasn't. She lived on a, a savage so, land. So Finn didn't start from the bottom. No, Finn was raised in a republic. What in the first order, the first order? being fed and trained and fighting uh, I mean, and if you're being raised bred. To be soldier, is that is that better? I mean, it's not better, but he's kind of he's bottom. lived a certain he's lived a certain life that had certain rules. Everything was in got, place. It was discipline. Plan. Yeah, like she okay. literally lived a free, a savage land, borderland. She knew lifestyle. where food was coming from. GameStop. <laughs> she said GameStop. Middle Gear Solid Four, three Final for Fantasy, twenty for four. No, three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Two. That's a dollar each. Four dollars store credit. <laughs> I was one of those people. I, I, I I'm think not you were the Uncar plot of this podcast. That's I'm why not, I legit just started buying any game I bought. I buy from Best Buy now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Best Buy or I go digital. I used to feel bad. I ain't gonna lie. Games up. I used to see kids coming. They used to come in with they those crates. I'd be shit. like, "You ain't getting uh, shit." Uh, <laughs> you ain't getting but I you, like you, you be seeing the guys coming with like twelve games to trade, and like, bro, you ain't getting no more than thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, why are you bothering? And then, <laughs> then they tell us to like make up all these like like excuses. Like, well, I mean, the game is like. 10 years old and it's like but this is the classic and it's just like fuck it <laughs> two dollars <laughs> give it classics don't matter there's no real value it it's just matter. how recent it is assholes but um i mean speaking of ray that's that's the question that's what i really want to get to this is the main thing theorizing who is ray what do you guys think who is ray and more specifically who left her in jaku and why i have absolutely no idea no idea none I have a theory. Not even a theory. Asia has a theory. <laughs> Joe's like, I have no theory. Don't ask me any more When questions. I first seen her, I initially, first of all, British accent, I immediately Obi-Wan. linked her with Obi. I immediately was like, <laughs> so you think she's Obi Qui-Gon is James that daughter? baby daddy. His voice was in her vision. Yeah, Obi is the baby His, daddy. And new dialogue, too. That was oh, actually and, then not only, and not only is it uh, old Obi, but it's new Obi. Oh, Obi-Wan. I thought we they were talking about Qui-Gon and Jin's daughter. No, no, no. no, no. Obi-Wan. Because Liam Neeson's also... English accent, hello, oh, or, yeah. or excuse me, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, Irish. 
But she would be older, wouldn't she? A hell of a lot yeah, older. She would oh, yeah, true. That was the point. I was really back in the day. She'd be like, throwback. Yeah. yeah but no, right. they, they yeah, actually. Obi-Wan in, is kind of strange. In the no. voice acting, they actually used um, is he? old Obi. Yeah, because he did die he's early old. on, too, and he's pretty fucking old. He had to be like the granddaughter of Obi-Wan. Yeah, because he, he, he ain't shagging in the, in the old age that he's at. Probably just poofing out dust. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Tattooing oh, no. dust. Tattooing <laughs> You dust. never know, man. He probably hit that when he was like, you know, 40. If you if we walking around talking about Kylo's 30 you know and he's still an emo teenager, nah. then I can believe a 45, how, how, 50 how year old Ray? Obi banging about somebody. He's about Finn's age. was about like early, Maybe 20s, 20s, early 20s, late teens. Late teens. I would probably say early 20s. I what believe do you, do 20s. You think, what do you think if we saw something about her in Rogue One? Think that's right. Yeah, think that's I mean, plausible. The, um, her parents the, or her origins. There were statements from the studios. I forgot the director or the producer. I forgot who, but they did say that she would be um, somehow woven into all the movies beyond the episode seven, eight, nine. Hmm. So it's possible. It's totally possible, especially if this theory that I think and agree with is true. Um, so you think Obi Wan? Yeah, yeah, like I, I think, like I said, I believe he's not. You know, it's not that he's not that old that he didn't have banged somebody. Damn, and then so he you know, was exiled. So I mean, originally we thought Han and Leia. So, so that makes sense. Damn, too. man. So you don't think Luke got any play? It's fucked mm. up, yo. <laughs> he's like, but he's the hero. I feel he like, saved everyone. I feel like Luke was too conflicted. He had a lot of shit going on, and he he did the classic hey, runaway thing. Getting it is on everybody's mind, unless you are a straight monk. Yeah. I mean, I mean Jedi, he's a monk. Leia scared him off. <laughs> you can see Javon's face right You're now. Right. It went blank. <laughs> you right as hell. Leia scared him off. He right as hell. Oh my god. I'm gonna be frank. I straight up think it's Luke's daughter. It, and it doesn't make sense for her not to be. At least from like a storytelling perspective. Because uh, the it's whole. It's supposed to be a family story. And it is. For there to be a dark Skywalker, for Kylo Ren to be the Darth Vader of this new trilogy, like. He inhabits all the negative aspects of Anakin's personality. You gotta have the light. You gotta have the balance. So who's the other Skywalker? It's not gonna be Luke. Luke's not good no more. He's not gonna be like the main character. He's too old. Too yeah. <laughs> yeah, way too old. I mean, too he's old and hey man, kind of heavy. Mark Hamill still that old awesome. man. They have they have they had a uh, Yoda Yo, flipping around everywhere. Props to to Mark <laughs> Hamill's beard. It's magnificent. Yeah, it? he does have a well trimmed beard. Thank you, that majestic. <laughs> we <are> beard mirrors. <laughs> it's very nice. It was majestic. It I, had gradient change. It was nice. I can't grow such a, a specimen. Yeah. Hmm. It makes me sad. So let me read you guys a theory. And this is from Pete Morrison from MakingStarWars.net. And get your opinion on it. What we do know is that Rey is an extremely powerful yet raw force user. Her ability to use the Jedi mind trick and telekinesis seemed much more advanced than even loose after limited training. Her power level seems almost on par with Kylo Ren, which would seem to indicate that when fully trained, she would be stronger than him. We know that Anakin had an unprecedented midi-chlorian count, oh god, the prequels, <laughs> and strength in the Force. We know that Luke, as Anakin's son, was also extremely powerful and viewed as desirable to both Obi-Wan, Yoda, Vader, and Palpatine's recruits. This strength indicates to me that she is from Anakin's bloodline at the very least, and most probably Luke's daughter, since she... He seems to have the strongest connection to the Force and Leia. Her power levels and abilities does raise an interesting possibility. One possibility is that if she is Luke's daughter, it is possible that she was at least partially trained. But when he abandoned her, Luke used the Force to erect some sort of telepathic walls within Rey's memory so she wouldn't remember her true identity or any Jedi training. Under this theory, and this I think was really interesting, Kylo's intrusion into her mind may have broken the floodgates and allowed her to begin having these repressed memories resurface. If you notice, she didn't get... She didn't like, exhibit the force or any of that stuff until 
after she touched that uh, lightsaber, so got she's the vision. a sleeper agent. Exactly. That's oh. a, that makes a lot of and sense. And then when he reached into her, if he the had to throw time, off the scent of killing all the after that's you know crazy. coming off of killing Padawans, that makes a lot of that's sense. That's crazy how these guys make these things up. I'd yeah. have never put any of that together. Like who sits there? <laughs> that's awesome. Bravo. Men way yeah, smarter awesome. than us. Way Bravo. Smarter. Because it makes it does it does tie a lot of loose ends when you think about it. I mean, if they did, you know, if Kylo if Kylo did do, well, he did do it. He killed all those kids. It would make sense for him to like, Luke okay, let away. me let me just wipe her and kind of you know make her forget all this crap, leave her on this desert planet, no one gives a fuck about, and then she'll be safe at yeah. least until it's time for her to actually. You so know, how do you think that he awaken? Would awaken. Her? It makes sense. Sleeper agent. Awaken. So you think he just trusted in the force, like to literally show her the way when she would eventually awaken? He just well, knew that's but see that makes sense. That's another thing that makes sense. He you know he gave Maz Kanata. Did she find it or did he just never? Like, in, how did that book, happen? Did she, she just, find it? She doesn't explain more than it. Um, she that she just it. has it. She has it. Okay, so they never explain exactly what happens with it that. Was he could have, Yeah, and... he could have gave it to her to throw off. Like I said, the scent. She's been there for a thousand years. I'm sure she's good at hiding shit. So he probably gave it to her and said, hey, you know, hold this. I, I don't want anybody knowing where this is. Don't, even, don't want anybody knowing where that girl is. <laughs> he probably had to keep them pretty far away because, you know, maybe the force of them being near each other would have kind of, you know. Echo located. Oh, like, like some kind yeah. of like force so that makes sense. sense. So like Snoke and Kylo Ren could find her. Yeah, like so it makes sense if he like broke uh, up pieces of. But then why? Why just be contrarian? Why wouldn't Luke bring her with him to train? I mean, well, it's the same reason why he left R two D two with. Uh, I think Luke was Everybody ashamed of what power. happened. Yeah, he under felt under her. his not rule but under his watch. Yeah. So did he want to be? And he was mourning. He was so, seen mourning with R two D two. It seems show. like he. Yeah, with the hand on the. On it the seems screen. like he went into forced exile. Did it to himself. Yeah. yeah. Like, he would have Because that, he, yeah. he looked at it like, wow, this is everything that's happened under my watch. Yeah. So you think he said, like... Or maybe, movie. or maybe... Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and so if what, it was so a Jedi Council, I mean, he, I think he would get it. They probably would have excelled. Although... Oh, you think he's like knowing what the Jedi Council would do in that situation? Yeah, he's he probably himself? he's like the only but acting why, member. Just again to be contrarian, then why would he leave all those hints for someone to find him? Just like he's just saying, like, okay, I don't want to be found, but if someone can find me, that means there's hope. Because at the end of the day, oh, shit, they I still don't know. he's still he's still aware that something that he probably knew something like this was gonna happen. They probably don't know when, how exactly, but I'm sure, you know, once the whole situation came to a head with Kylo killing the kids, he probably knew, okay, I need to do this because there's going to be a time where someone's going to have to do this. It's a, it's a family drama of generational curses. That's all they do is repeat history. So it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they had to do that. Yo, she just hit me with some real shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mind blown. <laughs> all right, so I have a counter theory. Oh, why you got to blow her shit? Got to keep bro. counter theory, Yo, baby. He's always, Contrarian. <laughs> he's all, I always got to be one step ahead of this guy. <laughs> My thing is, why would Luke leave his daughter with someone as vile and uncaring as Uncar Plett. That, Bro, that he was sick of the bullshit, all right? He was sick of bullshit. Fuck all this. He's not a bad hero. You just leave your daughter and, you know, just run away. He had to do what he had to do. And I'm sure he probably did a Jedi mind trick to the dude, like, you will take care of her and make sure nothing's wrong with her. <laughs> and then if he found out or if he ever sensed that something was wrong, he probably would have, you know, sliced him open. Damn. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cold. Word. <laughs> but, okay, so alternate theory. What if Kylo Ren left Rey on Tatooine, uh, on Jakku? Why? Because she's directly problem. related to him? Family? No, because maybe this the theme of Star Wars is actually going to be about bringing true balance to the Force, which I think is cool. Um, 
the what's his name uh colin trevorrow the director of like the next movies he actually had a comment stating that uh we're going to make sure that the answer the answer to ray's parentage is deeply and profoundly satisfying ray's a character that's important in this universe not just in the context of the force awakens but in the entire galaxy she deserves it and they go on to basically describe that like knowing who ray is and what she's going to be will fundamentally change how we think of star wars and the star wars universe so I think that Kylo Ren saves Rey. Um, the theory is that actually that he killed all... Like, okay, let's go back. Back it up. The vision that Rey had. If you go back and watch it, there's actually a scene where she's on the, she wakes up on the floor and it's that rainy, um, that rainy part of the vision where the Knights of Ren kind of all stand together and a warrior goes to like, strike her. Mm-hmm. And he's stabbed through the back by Kylo Ren. Originally, people thought that that was Kylo, like one of the Knights of Ren. But when you look at it, why is he stabbing one of his own men in the back? You know what I mean? Hmm. Or like people thought it was a Jedi, like he was fighting with the Jedi. But the Jedi wasn't in her vision. He, Jedi wasn't fighting him. He was going to strike her. So what people think is that Kylo Ren actually suppressed her memories, and she was actually there at the Jedi Academy when he destroyed everything. But Rey, being his, what would that be? His cousin. I think, yeah. It'd be cousin, right? Distant cousin, cousin, second over, all yeah, that weird shit. Immediate yeah. cousin, I think. Being his cousin, he couldn't kill her and decided to just drop her off somewhere and tell Snoke that he killed everybody. So, so Luke doesn't even know that she's alive. So, okay, that makes sense. But why does it, sh- why throughout the movie, if that is the case indeed, Ren shows no familiar uh, familiarity in terms of any of the scenes with her, that he doesn't. Yeah, he Kylo doesn't. Ren. Yeah, in the scene at the end of the movie where she grabs the lightsaber before him, like it, you know, he tries to grab it and then she flings it past him. And she grabs it. He says, "It is you." That's not in the movie, but in the book, he says that, and it's the emphasis on "it is you." Like he's realizing, like, "Oh my god." Huh. So why did they? Why did they specifically cut that out in the movie? Then they didn't want to give it, away too much of the plot. I mean. Just like this theory is based on that one line of dialogue one line. combined with the other things. <laughs> yeah. Like to, with that line of dialogue in there and combined with the other things, it does make more sense. Yeah. I mean, like that, and I think that would be really cool because, like, Whew, Kylo fun. Ren's character has always been conflicted. Like, it would make sense that even when he turned to the dark side, that he, you know, what even a, that was half, half-hearted. What a convoluted web, though. That's why Kylo Ren is interesting. That's why I like it so much. That's <laughs> if that's actually if that's true. But like it true. just it makes sense. And beyond that, it raises an interesting question: Where is the like where is the um, the mythology of the show going or the the movie series going? What I think is really interesting is Pete Morrison guy describes what he thinks um, the like the nature of the Force is leading to. And like what the theme of all the movies has always been, but never actually became like fulfilled. Remember before we talked about Anakin and like, oh man, like did he fail as being the chosen one? Did Luke fail as being the chosen one? Who's really the chosen one? What if it was something along the lines of Anakin being the chosen one, but not in his lifetime? Like what if bringing true balance to the Force isn't like through him, but through his grandchildren, Kylo Ren and Rey, the dark and the light, and through both of them, they had to bring balance to the Force in a true way. What if the Sith and the Jedi got it wrong? And that's why through all of these movies, they never actually, um, uh, they never actually like found true balance with the Force. I'm actually gonna read his quote because it's way more articulate than I'm trying to make it sound. Huh. <laughs> I believe that all three trilogies are about bringing balance to the Force, 
and that the cycle of war between dark and light and across the galaxy is repeating because neither the Sith nor the Jedi are properly interpreting what the will of the Force is. Anakin's selfishness prevented him from, brining, from bringing galaxy, uh, balance to the Force on Mortis, the, the planet. It further caused him to fail to find balance in the Force within himself. Luke convinced Anakin to turn back to the light above Endor, killing the Emperor and ending Vader's life as well. However, this victory, while eliminating two of the most powerful dark side users, again may have gotten the concept of balance wrong. Balance of the Force doesn't mean the elimination of either the light or the dark, but acceptance of both with the larger galaxy, within the larger galaxy and within ourselves. In the final season of the Clone Wars, which we need to watch because I've only heard good things about this show, um, during his advanced training in the Force, Yoda battled his dark self, and in that battle, he learned that the only by recognizing the acceptance of darkness within himself, he was able to subsume and control it. I believe that Rey might present the line, uh, the chosen one, with a third chance to bring balance to the Force. Rey could recognize the necessity of the existence of both dark and light, and reject the idea of destroying the darkness. A way this could play out on screen is for Rey to recognize that Kylo Ren is beyond redemption, but that she still needs to work with him to eliminate another, even greater threat to the galaxy. It is a notable, it's notable that Maz talks about the balance of the Force. It is more interesting that Kylo Ren has been trained in both the light and the dark, but is trying to destroy the light side within himself in the effort to make himself stronger in the dark side. This absolutism in Kylo drives him to extremism and ultimately the murder of his own father. Perhaps Anakin was the chosen one and destined to bring balance to the Force, but not during his lifetime. Instead, through the actions of his grandchildren and the light, one light and one dark. I mean, like, that to me makes a lot of sense. In that moment that we kind of played before with Rey holding back um, uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber and, like, you know, thinking about the Force, there's a good five seconds where she's thinking that the red of his lightsaber and the blue of her lightsaber is like bathing over her face repeatedly. And I think that might be symbolism of literally her, like, what she needs to do is bring balance rather than choose one or the other. Hmm. That was deep. <laughs> I think, I mean, that's really cool to me. Like, I just think, like, everything being, and that would make sense going along lines of Rey fundamentally changing what we think about the Star Wars universe. Because it's always been like, Jedi are good, Sith are bad. But what if neither? What if it's like you need both for the actually piece? Yeah, that was deep. Drop the mic. Boom! <laughs> All uh, right, so, I mean, any other thoughts about the like the movie? No thoughts about like what that could mean for the Star Wars universe? Like, Do you think it's a cool concept? Would you want to see that play out in 8 and 9? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I mean... <sighs> It's hard to tell because I don't actually know where, um, you know, where the directors are taking or the people responsible for the film are taking it. Oh, who knows? Um, you know, maybe once we get to episode eight and see a little bit more of the plot, some more of the meat, then we can say if we like it or not. And we would rather what some of these fans have cocked up on their own. Something to compare it to. In it? Do you think like they're like it makes sense? It does make sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't. Can't go against that. Um, it's not, uh, is it going to happen? Who knows? I don't know. What breaks my heart is when fan theorizing ends up being better. Better than, like than the, the actual, actual substance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that tends to happen a lot. A lot, a lot. I'm hoping it doesn't happen in this case. <laughs> or maybe... I wonder, like, I think... Do you think some of the directors and whatnot who are writing the materials look at fan... Oh, definitely. You think so? We're living, yeah. That's like the, one of the coolest parts about you know the age we live in. Like, Why the fuck didn't Josh Trank do that then? Because some don't, and that's what happens. <laughs> some just like, no, my vision. 
And like, you know, George Lucas did that. He's like, no. This is what I well, I, I can understand George Lucas because it is his. Or not anymore. It was his. <laughs> That's why he lost it. <laughs> no, he's like, fuck this. I'm going to be a billionaire, bitches. I'm out. True. He's a good guy. He did one in charity. So. Five he compared it to a breakup. Billion. He actually compared dollars? breaking up with Star Wars. Like, it was his ex girlfriend. He said. Did he make like, a weird comparison about, like, burning down your ex girlfriend's house or something like that? No. He no, also said he, that Disney were did. white slavers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, he was going off. Small he shit, was going man. off. I, I can't even get mad at him. I, I kind of understand why he had a gripe about it. I mean, I know a lot of people they they have this issue with George Lucas because they feel like he kind of you know messed up the pre you know the prequels. They they just went off way off when they yeah. came out. But I mean, they were original, and you that's one thing you got to understand. George Lucas, every movie was an individual piece of art. It was always something new. It always had somewhat of a different feel. You, it didn't feel like the same solar system, you talk per about se, me being half full, in each like movie. Half full guy. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I kind of, like, I'm not going to, like, say, like I told you, I think in the last one I even said they should just keep him as a creative. I wouldn't want him to direct. Creative because, advisor? Yeah, because JJ, like, he's he's he amazing. Like, he's, no. yeah, and JJ's oh, amazing. Oh, he did say no? He's oh, like, you didn't know that? Yeah, no. well, he, he asked. He literally had, like, he plans. Had for plans. He had plans and characters and, and aliens and all types of, like, uh, like hmm, new things. Is, this is all information. This is good. This they is said they weren't cool. going to use it. They very nicely said, we're not going to use this. <laughs> and he said, okay. No. No. Never. The end. Yeah. Now he didn't. He didn't. I, I think, because you know why? I, I don't think he, he thought that that was going to necessarily happen. I'm sure he, 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 he understood. He thought his input was still yeah, going to be Yeah, like, relative. I think he thought his input would, would actually be relative, but then, and then, and I th- also think that's another reason why he said white slavers, even though, you know, he won't t- touch back on that topic, but I think he really said that because he didn't understand the nature of the beast that he was dealing with, which is Disney, which is a conglomerate of, <laughs> fuck you, give us all the money and all the rights. And, yeah, and they... <laughs> And they pretty much pretty churn good. out these, don't get yeah. me wrong, these are amazing, uh, you know, things they're churning out, but I guess he didn't think that they weren't going to, like, not care about his actual Should have read the contract. Yeah, I mean, should have read the contract. defense, he did try to be original. Like, Jar Jar Binks, I, did you see the thing about Jar Jar Binks and, like, how... He's a Sith. He's the only one with a uh, slit oh, eyes. Oh, not that. Oh, oh, <laughs> not sorry. Not that crazy, like, crazy He's the only one like, with slit eyes. Jar Jar Snoke, calling it. slit eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, the guy who um, did Jar Jar Binks, like, the motion cap for him. Yeah. Like, he came out and was talking about, like, um... There, like that was like innovative at the time. Like there was no um, Andy Circus. Like he was like literally pioneering the technology. And mm. you think about it, like wasn't he one of the first Who? fully three D characters? Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Yeah, Jar Jar. He was one of the first. Yep. Did Andy do Jar Jar? No. No. Okay. That's why that guy was like, like he doesn't get all the accolades that he should because Andy technically Circus he was the first. Yeah. He was the first, but a first something that everybody hated. So. Yeah, nobody respected. So I felt bad for him. I was like, oh Jar Jar. <laughs> Real life Binks. Oh, Jar Jar. No. Can't stand Jar Jar, but uh, Misa hated that shit. Every time I mean, he said Misa. A lot of people, you know, give George Lucas shit, but hey, man, if it wasn't for George Lucas, you ain't got no Star Wars. So. Exactly. That's why I think they should have like, at least respect. kept them. Give him respect. Yep. End of story. Regardless of how you feel or hmm. oh, what he did to the series, George Lucas... Without it, you got no Star Wars, you man. You want to throw an alien in there? Let him throw a damn alien in there. That shit might change everything. It <sighs> might, they might, he might end up being the new traitor. Like you, what, why not do that? You know. And if you don't like it, if he's a Jar Jar like character, scrap it. I like that. We ended on a nice note, like respecting the guy who made the whole thing. Well, you, you, you probably should. Just like how Konami disrespects Kojima. Oh, why you gotta open wounds, man? Well, that's what the fans are. Well, that's what some of the fans are doing to, to George Lucas. 
True. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, they got petitions actually I trying mean, to bring back let, let, Lucas. Look, weird. Hey, I'm calling Sean out. Yeah. <gasps> Talk shit about Damn. George Lucas. Shout out Sean Green. Love you, Shout bro. Shout out Sean. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> he slanders George Lucas. <laughs> so bad. Look, I can't, I can't get mad at him, though. <laughs> it's a balance of both. Just like with the force. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm corny as hell. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. She. This is what? <laughs> I was like she a little. She became Me- Quinzelo. Like a, what's a lo- little Mexican. No, yes. No, no lemon page. See, <laughs> sí, amigo. Quinzela. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. All right. This is Blurred Vision. Jordan signing out. Asia. And Javon. Later. Peace. Asian roasting you now. Right, right? No love. No love. It's alright. I'll hug you. Oh, alright, alright. Let me, let me. All the love. All the love. Alright, alright. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, welcome to Blur Vision. We're all the black nerd. What the fuck? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I need another two minutes to get myself. The world with the eyes of a couple black yeah. nerds. Welcome to yeah. Stop Test. I'm the auctioneer. Just chill. Just be like, hey, welcome to Blair Vision, guys.